Hello and welcome to the Body Shepherd Podcast. This show gives the guidance you need for the fit life you want. Hosted by Dan Krask, certified personal trainer and owner of Body Shepherd. Confession time. I'm a picky eater. I'm a very, very picky eater. So when I heard about BurgerFit, I, I perked up. I wanted to know more about this business, more about this brand, this approach, because as a picky eater, while I, I want to eat more varieties of food, for me, it's a texture thing. I just cannot eat foods that have weird textures. I just check out, just done. But if there was a way for me to eat more varieties of food, especially vegetables, I'm all about doing that. I'm all about hacking my nutrition. So in today's episode, we're going to sit down and I'm going to broadcast, I'm going to share with you a little chat I had with Elaine Boyd. She founded BurgerFit. She's one of us. She has a weight loss journey story. And out of that story was born BurgerFit. First, it's a cookbook. It's going to be a lot more than that. And hopefully you're going to start seeing BurgerFit in a grocery store near you. But I want you to hear her story. I want you to hear about BurgerFit. And I want you to uh, kind of get intrigued like I was in terms of how to hack your diet and get some more vegetables into it through these BurgerFit burgers. So without further ado, I'm going to just dive right into my conversation with Elaine Boyd, founder of BurgerFit. My name's Elaine Boyd. Um, I have my whole life I struggled with my weight and and I would even say still today that I have to consciously consciously think about what I'm eating. And so I right now I've founded a company called Burger Fit, but it's definitely been a journey of about eight or nine years, getting maybe even closer to 10 years where I made a lifestyle change. And it was from a life, a lifetime, literally a lifetime of struggling with my weight and being overweight. I was always the chunky kid. And then in my late twenties, I was uh, clinically obese. And my late twenties, I went to the doctor for a routine checkup and checked my blood pressure and all that stuff. And the doctor noticed that my blood pressure had been getting increasingly higher each time. And he said, if, if on your next visit, it's not at a normal level, then we're going to have to put you on blood pressure medicine. And I mean, that just, it hit me so hard at my late twenties. I was going to have to be on late twenties. I was going to be put on medication Hmm. for something that, that should be maintainable, you know, you know, at at a young age, you know, so I, I went home and. I had just gotten married and and my husband is one of those people that just irritates you to death that can eat anything (laughs) tall and extremely slender and can, he loves eating out and, you know, going for drinks. And so here I am, the, the chunky one that gains all of his weight that he doesn't gain. (laughs) And so, you know, I, I was talking to him and I just said, I have to make the change. And this time in my life, I have to make it to where it's sustainable for the rest of my life. There's no finish line. You know, you hear mm-hmm. and and you, you know, with your story, you might have been this in the same situation so many times where you're doing a diet or you're you're trying to change into healthier eating habits and you say, I can't eat that right now, but after the diet, I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. and you tr- you're training your brain to say, well, at some point I'm gonna be able to eat this junk food and somehow everything this time is gonna be okay. Yeah. And it's not, that's not how it works. You, you have to really train yourself that, no, I, 
I can't eat this every day or even sometimes there's trigger foods for me where if I yes. eat it, I, I can't either. I can't stop. I'll just keep shoveling it in my mouth mm-hmm. or then it just creates this train wreck of, okay, well now that I had that, I want this other thing, yep. you know, and you just, you can't stop. So I, you know, I, and I just started making smaller changes. I didn't do that hardcore, I'm going to stop everything mm. kind of diet. I just started doing small changes to where I said, okay, you know what? I don't, I don't need that anymore. I'm okay. I've made it four weeks without it. And I don't care if I ever have it again. And of course, one of the biggest things that I did change is drinking. You know, we would go out yes. and, and have drinks after work and we didn't have um, a kid at the time. We would work really hard. And it's so it drinks couldn't be a way of celebrating anymore for me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was just so many of these changes that I, that I started putting together and, um, I lost 40 pounds and it took me about 10, 10 months, lost 40 pounds. And then I was able to really make, it's been almost, like I said, almost 10 years now, nine years, and I've been able to keep it off. Hmm. Congrats. Thank you. Um, and you know, we, we met because of, um, my company burger fit that I started and, and burger fit came from that lifestyle change of healthier eating and me mm-hmm. realizing my family that I grew up in Louisiana and man, do we love food in Louisiana, <laughs> <laughs> you know, fried shrimp and etouffee and oh my gosh, just everything there is so delicious. And my family grew up not just eating those foods, but just eating unhealthy in general. Yeah. Um, and so they would come visit me and they wouldn't eat anything I cooked. Hmm. And I don't know if, if from your, you know, have you had that same situation where you've now have a healthier lifestyle, your family or friends come over and they're like, I'm not eating all that green stuff or all those vegetables. <laughs> uh, somewhat. I'm actually on the other end where, um, and I, I'm glad you brought this up because I wanted to talk about it because I, I think it fits into burger fit, but I am a, uh, I'm a picky eater, very, very picky eater. And, um, so I have kind of a, the problem where like with my wife or a couple of my kids, they just get so bored with the fact that I can eat the same thing every single day for months. I mean, six, eight, 10 months, same meals every day. And I, I just never, wow. I like, I like the repetition. I like the, I like it being part of a system almost like I, I just, I just repeat the joy day after day. And they're just like, <laughs> my wife is a foodie and she's just like, like she, she gets like angry about it sometimes, you know, like stop <laughs> eating the same thing every day. I'm just like, look, you do you, I'll do me. Anyway, yeah, yeah, that's how it is over here. That is truly amazing. I would probably <laughs> fall on your wife's side where I like changing things up constantly. Yeah. But, you know, my, my family would come visit and they, they wouldn't eat. I mean, literally, they would eat the meat that I would cook. They wouldn't eat any of the vegetables. And mm. then they'd go to the store and buy bread and chips and mm. every junk food you can imagine so that they could supplement their dinner <laughs> with that instead of the vegetables. And after a few times of this happening, I kind of was starting to go down this path in my head is, you know, people love burgers. My family loves burgers. And the, the nice part about a burger is no one asks you what's in it. 
Oh, yeah. At the time, you yeah. know, it's it is a tr- I, I say it's a trusted food. You go to a barbecue, they have burgers. You eat a burger. It's not like, well, hold on, you know what? How did you yeah. make this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they just eat it. And so I thought, around that time, I had eaten some pickles that tasted like Worcestershire to me. Huh. And so I was like, huh? I can't just eat these by themselves. I wonder if I blend them up and I put them in a in a burger if they'd be good. And so I kind of started playing around with that, with that is like, okay, I'm going to start with just pickles and spinach. I'm going to blend it up and put it in a burger. And we tried it and it was really good. And so then I started getting a little bit more, um, adventurous. My, my brother and my dad are the two people that inspired me to do burger fit. My dad is now about to turn 84 Mm. and my brother is, uh, in his late forties. And I mean, the, t- the two pickiest eaters you can ever imagine, <laughs> you know, and it sounds like you could relate. Yes. Um, they refused to eat a beet. And yeah. so I thought, man, if I could get them to eat a beet mm-hmm. and not know it, like, man, I feel like I have won the lottery. Yeah. And so I did it. It worked. They loved it. And I, <laughs> and I told so many lies during this time. I mean, they would ask after they were <clears> eating, they're like, holy cow, Lane, what is in this burger? What'd you do? I want to do it. I would make up something. And, and, and sometimes I would use a food that I knew they liked. Like my, my brother Lee will actually eat red cabbage. And so I was like, oh, I just cooked up some red cabbage and blended some in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's because sometimes the color of the burger is a little bit different. And so I just, like I said, I, I told a lot of lies. <laughs> and and I kept doing it. Another one that they hate is peas. They hate peas. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna try doing a burger with peas. And I tell this story where I was at my parents' house in, in Louisiana and I was visiting and my brother's sitting at the counter, uh, the island, uh, talking with me while I'm making this burger fit burger. And I need to put the peas in the food processor without him seeing me. So I took the food processor to the freezer to put the peas in it. <laughs> and then I just walked with it on the other side of me back. So uh-huh. he wouldn't know. <laughs> and he loved the burger. And he, my, my family only knows that I started doing this when I launched Burger Fit. And now uh-huh. they won't eat a burger at my house because they realize that I've been treating them for so long. My brother will say, as long as you're not, if I invite them over for dinner, as long as you're not cooking burgers. And it's oh one of those things, they love them until they knew what yeah. I was doing. Uh-huh. So it's all in their head. It's not really in their taste buds. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. The, uh, you, you hit on a couple things that I'd like to, to talk about. Um, backing up to the no finish line idea. I think that that's important because, um, it, it underscores more that, the importance here is to the development of a lifestyle rather than getting to like some kind of um, la la land that will exist once you reach a certain, reach a certain point on the scale. But we're really talking about lifestyles here. There really, mm-hmm. there really is no, no finish line. I, I mean, I didn't really have a, a destination in mind. I think that's probably why it worked for me personally is when I set out to do this, um, I just, I just wanted to get in the, the best possible shape that I could get in. And that, that goalpost just continues to move, you know, here in my mm-hmm. mid forties, I'm, I'm always thinking, well, you know, what else can I do now? You know what? And, uh, it just continues to, to evolve and these, you know, little, little ideas, but I love that idea of, of having 
having no fin. And the other thing I like you said too, is the idea of, of what, what role drinking played in, mm. in weight gain and, and then weight loss. Once you stopped, I have found that, uh, drinking in general, um, pretty much anything except water and coffee is, is the source of so much, uh, excess calorie intake, uh, mm-hmm. for, for the people I work with, whether it's, uh, diet drinks, um, you know, soft drinks, whether it's a sweet tea or whatever. Um, I was actually helping a client out recently and he was saying, you know, I, I'm just stuck. I keep, I keep gaining weight and I'm, my diet's in check, my training's in check. Like, and I, and finally I said, look, text me a list of everything you drink every day. If it's not, if, if it's not water, he said, I, I drink mm-hmm. water. And I was like, okay, specifically tell me, like, take photos of what you drink. And it turns out he was drinking, um, it's brilliantly branded water, but it's by mm. Propel and it's mm-hmm. Propel air quotes water. Well, it's loaded in all kinds of artificial sweeteners that trigger an insulin response. And of course, once you get that insulin response, then the body does what the body does and it's just right. stored away as fat. Even though you're drinking this, you know, no calorie, fat-free, whatever, you know, fill in the blank type of drink, the body is designed to respond to sweeteners, respond to sweetness and stuff like that in such a way that it's just going to store that away. And he didn't realize that. So I said, do this, do me a favor, go two weeks, just water, have some coffee. If you want to black coffee, Mm -hmm. just water and boom, it's like seven pounds lost, um, within that first. And it was really eye opening. I finally, he, he finally understood that he was drinking in a lot of the body fat that he couldn't get rid of. Yeah. that, That was really interesting what you said there. you're so right with not even non-alcoholic drinks, just Mm -hmm. they, the marketing on, um, propel water and vitamin water and, and all those drinks, it's, it's purely marketing. And there's so, even if it says sugar free or no sugar, there are other sweeteners in there and it is going to affect your body Yep, and and in more ways than weight. Oh yeah. Yeah. The body is, is going to, you know, the, the body is a system and it, it deploys the, uh, the stuff that goes out to respond to specific stimuli and sweetness is one of them. Uh, I, I talked with another client who was, um, who thought she was doing intermittent fasting, but she was having, um, I think it was lemon water with ACV or something every morning. And she was like, I can't, I just can't do it. And finally I said, you know, we, we discovered together that she was having a, an insulin response from, from the, just the drinking that she was doing, even though it was a healthy drink, she, she yeah. was breaking the fast. And so she wasn't getting the benefits of the fast because the body went into insulin mode to, you know, start doing its thing and her hormones didn't have a chance to uh, renew and, and all that. But anyway, that, that's, um, that, that's a really big milestone uh, that you had there to, to stop drinking, to employ the, the no finish line. And, I'm really intrigued by the picky family because, um, as, as a picky eater, I can tell you that I want to eat better or, or more variety <laughs> of food. I really do. For me, it's always a texture thing. Um, like I can't stand squishy. So like tomatoes, <laughs> jello, spaghetti, peas, it's a smell thing with peas, but like, I would love to enjoy more foods than I do, but kind of like with your burger fit thing, the only way that I'm ever going to eat a blackberry is if it's in a smoothie 
or something mm-hmm. that's like mm-hmm. blended in with something. And that's, that's what I do is I just, I blend it up into to something else. So I'm curious as to like, um, what kind of successes you're, you're seeing from getting vegetables into, into these burgers? Like what did the burgers, um, materialize as what do they look like what, what's it like to uh, enjoy a burger fit burger so we we blend up the vegetables so that they you can still see them a little bit um into the burger but it looks like a normal everyday burger and it tastes like a normal burger and when we first launched burger fit we made literally thousands of burgers and <laughs> and traveled all over the country doing different events and trade shows and open houses with, um, health establishments and clinics and things. And, you know, we, we took surveys and wrote comments, what people were saying. And I mean, there's so, I think out of the 3000 that we did last year, I think we had two people not like them Mm. that, that said, what is in this? When I said a beat, they're like, Oh my God, I can taste it. But, um, I'm, they even, and if they had kids with them, I mean, they would come back, the kids would come back for two or three burgers really? and the parents are just like, what did you say is in this? My kid just ate zucchini and beets <laughs> and like, how is this even possible? I want to yeah. buy it every day. And so, you know, for, and for picky eaters, like you're saying, where it's a texture thing, not necessarily a flavor thing, this completely it gives you that, like, it's not, it's about 20% vegetable in the burger. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not going to be getting large amounts, but it sure does help your day to get, you know, 20% more. Yeah, vegetables than nothing. And, and you don't always have to use beef. So uh, we started off with doing just ground beef ones, but we've been doing a lot more um, ground chicken and ground pork and ground mm. turkey now. So if you're, we, we talk a lot about healthy lifestyles and, a healthy lifestyle can mean different things for different people. Some sure. really gravitate more towards the leaner poultry versus um, a beef or a pork. And so, again, we can still adapt Burger Fit to fit in with um, what their lifestyle is and also give you a different flavor profile. You know, mm. I, after doing so many beef Burger Fit burgers, my palate gets a little bit tired of them. So sure. being able to switch it up. And for my family, um, my, my five-year-old son and, and husband, you know, we can still sneak vegetables in for them and they don't get sick of eating burger fed the same way. It's interesting that you're having success with kids. I have four kids and, um, they're aged between three and 12 right now. And, um, <clears throat> out of all of them, just my, my oldest daughter is the only one who will eat, uh, a, a wide variety of foods. Like my old, my youngest son won't eat, uh, hardly. He's just as picky as I am. He's it's, it's, it's really kind of ridiculous to have a little miniature mirror in front of me at all times. <laughs> it's like, really, I'm that bad. But, um, so I'm, I, I, I want better for them. I, I, I would like them to not be as picky as I am. And so I'm trying to, I've been trying to think of ways to get food, different types of food in front of them. It sounds like burger fit might be a, a good option to do that. Yeah. And when we first launched, we had the, the idea with the concept, like, Hey, these are kid approved. Cause if it works for an 80, 80 year old and a 40 year old, then, you know, it's going to work for a kid. But at the time we didn't really realize the impact it would make on our customer base. Mm. When, when the, when the kids would eat them and love them, it was a sold product every single time. Mm. And 
And it's, and it works. It's interesting because I get, I get parents on both sides of the spectrum where their kids will only eat meat or there's the other side, which is foreign to me because my kid won't eat vegetables. He only wants to eat meat and and bread. Um, but parents have been coming forth and saying, my kid would only eat vegetables. They're basically a vegetarian. I couldn't get them to eat any meat, but with burger fit, I tell them it's made with carrots and they'll eat it. And they can see a little bit of the orange in there. So they feel like they're eating vegetables. And what I'm able to do is sneak the meat in, even though it mostly is meat, but it's that, that trigger in their head for the kids that they'll be able to be told, oh no, this is actually carrots. You're going to like it. That is fantastic. That is really fantastic. So I I like these new discoveries that are really working out. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That it's definitely worth a try. Right. I mean, if, if you can get more vegetables in the kid's stomach at the end of the day, that's a win no matter what. And, and kind of too, like a subset that I'm finding out. And um, there's been a, a couple of um, articles now written about burger fit from this perspective, but you know, we have a, a growing amount of kids born with autism now and with sin or with sensory disorders. And with that becomes um, where they're very sensitive to what foods that they're eating. And so um, a lot of parents that have kids that are struggling with that and, and don't want to eat a lot of variety of foods, Burger Fit has been helping them. So we haven't done a, a ton of research on it and, and a ton of um, tests to see, you know, how much can that really help those parents. But there have been several that have come forth. And then, like I said, a couple of articles written, written recently because of parents that have found success with it and and. Mm. Um, so that I, I find that really wonderful that, yeah. you know, in such a small way that our, our company and our, the foods that we're making are able to help these families. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a big deal. The, one of the things I hear a lot when I'm training people is, is we talk a lot about the family and when there's kids, we talk about the kids and what's going on with them. And usually, uh, where there is, uh, an obese uh, family, a mom or dad, there's usually obese children, pretty common. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, you look at any, uh, data report in the United States that, that, that story is retold over and over. Of course, uh, obesity is a, a huge factor. I think it's been, I think it's been underreported as a preexisting condition for the, the COVID deaths, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that we, I, I kept on seeing these stories in the news of, you know, people who have air quotes, like no underlying conditions, but the photo I see is of an obese person. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, mm-hmm. no, they, they were obese, sadly, you know, and mm-hmm. we don't want to see that passed on to the kids. And part of that is getting a good flavorful nutrition because we want that signal in their brain to be that healthy is good. And it begin and part of that is with the senses, right. To, um, mm-hmm. to make, make the senses, make the brain associate, uh, good, good emotions, good feelings, good attributes towards healthy. That was a big deal for me too. When I, when I went on my journey is, is I had always associated, um, restriction and negative and hard and just all these, you know, bad emotions with healthy. And Mm -hmm. that was probably one of the biggest mental shifts was, um, reprogramming, reprogramming my brain around food to, to spin it into a positive thing on, you know, finding foods that were good for me and that were also, um, had a positive, uh, you know, flavor response or a positive thing in my head. So I think burger fit 
fits that um, fits that need really well right now, especially for kids with with obesity being such a huge problem. And you you made a point where. Um, just now where you were talking about maybe it's one family member and, and, and maybe the kids along with it, but, but to the point that it's not the entire family Mm -hmm. and what can be really, really tough. I mean, your family can be the meanest to you, especially if you're doing something different than what they are. Um, You know, they can pick on you or they can make fun of you. And then you have your friends in there that man, you don't want to go out for drinks three times a week with them. They can be cruel to you because you're, going against what their norm is. Yeah. And so, you know, burger fed, um, just on one level can be a subtle way for the whole family to be eating something healthy together, whether they realize it or not. Um, but for, if we're looking at it from a weight loss perspective, because burger fed's not going to be enough, you can't, you can't just introduce burger fed, you know, (laughs) and it's going to work all the miracles. Um, but you really, it can be a lonely path and, and finding a new friend network that maybe, um, has a a healthier lifestyle already. I mean, and that's what I had to do is once I looked at the picture of my friends and and it didn't mean I didn't, I didn't love that friend any less. I I adore my friends and, and the ones that love to go out and and have drinks, but I had to remove myself somewhat and find new friends because I had to learn how to cook differently. I didn't know how to cook a beat or I didn't really know how to cook much at all because I associated a a woman cooking as not a a successful career person. Mm. And that is all I wanted in my life. I mean, you asked me what I wanted to do when I was 12 years old, I would tell you, I want to be a CEO and I run, I want to run my own company Mm. that that's it. It didn't matter what the company was, but if I learned how to cook, and I was home cooking, then that meant I wasn't out running a business. Hmm. So I had to completely change my psychological, hmm. like, br- like what I had built up in my head, completely yeah. in my head Yeah. and realize like, no, that's, that's completely absurd. And you need to learn how to care for yourself. Make an easy Mac every other meal is not taking care of yourself. That's right. So Um, you know, so I, I had to, I had to find new friends or attach myself a little more to my healthy friends than I was my other friends and doing more. And, you know, I'd go over to their house and cook with them. And, and that's, and actually along with burger fit at the same time, I launched, um, it's a, a YouTube channel that I call it cooking with my friends. And (laughs) I go and I cook with another healthy, like a healthy chef, or um, a friend of mine that's been a really close part of my journey that taught me how to do something. And we cook together and then we make it a YouTube video with how to Mm. do it. And that was such an important part of my healthy lifestyle journey was learning from other people. I thought, wow, if if I could just change one person's life and help them make a healthy dish, then, Mm -hmm. you know, this, this is worth it. And I get to have fun, you know, traveling around doing that. But um, yeah, so I just wanted to touch on that where it can be lonely and you've got to mm. learn how to be able to stand up for yourself in, in, a, in a non-confrontational way. The last thing I want to do is get in a fight with my family over what we're sure. eating. Sure. So, you know, you, you can just use different things like, you know what, I'm not drinking right now. I don't say I don't drink anymore. I just say I'm not drinking right now. Then I'm not threatening their livelihood with a yeah. good time. Yeah. I don't make it sound like I'm better than them. But, and, and I don't, and I still do drink. I just maybe have one every couple of weeks rather than a few times a week. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. This is something that doesn't get talked about enough. And that is, um, 
the the support system around you that is uh, abrasive to change. And mm-hmm. it is, uh, at least in my little experience, and it sounds like in yours as well, as a trainer, um, when I do check-in calls or when I train, when I train someone in person, um, it's almost like, it's like a dish session, you know, where we just, mm-hmm. we just chat about life and the more I get to know people, the more I get, the more I hear about their lives. And, and I do want to hear about that. And inevitably more often than not, and far more often than I realized before I was a trainer is that, um, support systems at home can be super abrasive to lifestyle changes like this. And so mm-hmm. I see what, what I'm hearing is that burger fit can be part of uh, a lifestyle change that isn't going to rock the boat completely, that it's still mm-hmm. going to, it can just kind of slip right in. It can be flavorful and, you know, part of uh, a meal that sounds mm-hmm. like people will have a high likelihood of enjoying, um, mm-hmm. but it doesn't create that, uh, that conflict, that, um, that kind of uh, friction that we want to avoid. Uh, Cause we're dealing with enough on our own with just trying to get healthy. <laughs> we don't right. need all that drama. Exactly. And, and you, you said it perfectly. And, and, and a lot of times people will feed it to their significant other and not tell them mm-hmm. they, to them, you know, they're just eating a burger yeah. and that that's how I, I started it. I would fix my family. I, what they thought I was being sweet because I'd fix their plate. I was really hiding the truth <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want them to have the opportunity to pick it apart. So, you know, I would fix their burger, however it was meant to be eaten. Um, you know, or, or how they liked it. And, and a family can do that as well. It's, it's important that we start changing our palates and we yes. can do that for our families on a small and, and burger fit can help with that. Um, but we look at kids or no, I'm sorry. We look at adults that are 25, 35 years old, and all they want to eat is pizza and cereal. Well, they have the palate of a two of, of a four year old. Yeah. But why are we feeding that to our kids at four years old? Of course, they're never going to want to gravitate sure. to eating healthier foods. You know, of, of course, our palates are going to constantly want the really delicious, unhealthy foods. The food is is made that way to make us want it more. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's we've got to put effort into changing it and. You know, Burger Fit can help with that, but you can do other little subtle things too to start helping reduce our reliance on unhealthy cheeseburgers and and pizza and whatever other you know food you can come up with that's packed with fat and calories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So as we kind of put a bow on this, I want to talk about how how to engage with Burger Fit. Like, where where's the brand at? as of right now, where is it going? What can people act on? Right now we, so we started originally, my idea was to launch with a cookbook and that's what we did. Um, Mm. in 2019, we launched with our burger fit cookbook. We are about to launch, um, our second, is that available on Amazon or it is. So it's available on Amazon on Etsy and on our website, getburgerfit.com. Okay. Perfect. We are about to launch our second uh, cookbook in the series called Burger Fit Deconstructed. And we came up with this idea because you have leftover burgers, but you know, maybe not you because you like to eat the same thing every day, <laughs> <laughs> but for others that like variety is, you know, how can you use these leftover Burger Fit burgers and new recipes, or maybe you just want to keep it in, in 
keep incorporating these vegetables into um, foods without necessarily serving burgers every meal. Mm. So that's what Burger Fit Deconstructed is. It's it's using the Burger Fit burger burgers in different recipes and different meals. So that's um, that's going to be launching um, probably late October, uh, early November. Okay. And we are the future is we are working on manufacturing burger fit burgers to be sold in grocery stores. And so if you're in the wonderful state of Tennessee, you will be the first to benefit from this. We're working with a number of grocery retailers to um, pilot our burger fit burgers. They'll be sold frozen um, and pre-made in the healthy lifestyle sections of the grocery store. Mm. At least that's the plan right now and that we're working on the relationships to launch that. So we're hoping by the end of this year, uh, 2020, that we will have several of our products in different stores around the Tennessee area. Fantastic. So at a minimum, someone could go on Amazon today, uh, and I'll try to link this in the show notes, and they could they could find a cookbook to start implementing this. What, what kind of gear is someone going to need in their kitchen realistically to make, to make some burger fit burgers. You could do it as simple as a knife to chop your vegetables okay. and a skillet to fry them on or okay. cook them you on. You mentioned a food the, processor, so I didn't know if so, that was yeah, mandatory. So or, the food, it's, it's not, it sure makes life easier. Sure, um, sure. So if you have a food processor, you know, you can throw, I throw the vegetables and um, the like salt and spices and everything into that mm-hmm. and blend it up and then just mix it in with the burgers. So, okay. you know, we have some that are really easy to execute um, like a, like a black, our black eyed pea burger, you know, you don't have to cook the black eyed peas. So you can, uh, some of the burgers, you know, you could come home from work. I'm a, I'm a working mom. So I know what it's like to come home and be like, Oh God, what is for dinner? I need to throw it together fast. <laughs> so there's some, there's some recipes in there that are are meant to, Hey, let me just throw dinner together really quickly. Or there's some where you might need to roast the vegetables first, um, like okay. our butternut squash dish, uh, our butternut squash burger or our beet burger, where you would need to cook that. So you have a little bit more cook time in there. Um, but it's, you know, it's as easy as making a burger. You just mix everything together, patty it up and cook it. Okay. Okay. And they're grill friendly. You really? can grill them. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. I love the idea. It, just as we're, you know, putting a bow on this, I'm, I'm reminded of salsa. Uh, salsa is how I, how I get a lot of vegetables. Um, <laughs> you know, like, uh, again, it's a texture thing. I can't, I can't stand the squishiness of a tomato, but boy, you put some salsa in front of me and I'll eat the whole thing at a Mexican restaurant. You know, I, I mean, I think it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's just a way of delivery. That's the, that's the thing. Yeah. And I, I've got a nephew who's, um, who's autistic and he's very sensory, you know, and this is something that mm-hmm. I think some families might want to benefit from too, is if your kid is, um, you know, has, has a lot of sensory things from autism or anything else, this might be appealing to them as well, um, to get beyond the, the sensory aspects of food. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it can be worth a shot at least, I think. Yeah. Well, this has been fantastic. I think that um, you've given us a lot to act uh, to consider and then actions we can take with the cookbook and get started. I know I'm, I'm probably going to head out and get that Amazon, that cookbook <laughs> and see what, uh, what I can do. Cause like I said, I want to be, I want to have more stuff, you know, available to me, but it's just, it's a texture thing and I, I just can't get over it. And I'm not interested in getting over it, to be honest with you. In my <laughs> mid-40s, I'm just like, okay, it is what it is. You know, this is just who I am. But, yeah. boy, if there's a way I, to hack I, that, you know, yeah, I'm exactly. all for it. Hack it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Well, thank you. This was fun. Awesome. Thanks for being on.